Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the best versions of themselves. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women and special edition episodes that feature guest interviews and current events. Now, all in her opinion, here is your host, Maya Roffler. I'm excited to have another amazing guest this week. Her name is Anne Arvizu. Anne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maya. It's great to be here. All right, Anne, I'm so excited to have you here. Another leadership kick butt woman. So excited. So tell us a little bit about, I always start off with story and you know your background. So tell us a little bit about your background and who Anne is. Yeah. So I'm a farm D. Uh, so that's a pharmacist with the, the doctoral degree. And um, I have been in the biotech pharmaceutical industry space for now 23 years. Um, that's aside from my, you know, clinical practice years. And it was back in 2002 that really I had my first sort of, if you, if you could call it this, a download where it was, I'm on a business trip, I'm in Puerto Rico. And I used to joke that it was the strong Puerto Rican coffee and it was like 5.30 in the morning and I'm waking up, getting ready to go into my company uh, office that day. And I just started writing. I wrote 23 pages out. And when I came back to Miami, I realized I had an entire download of how to build a communications company that was based on consulting platform. And, and I did that. So I did that and within my first three years, I was hitting multi six figures and then hit a downturn in 2008, 2009, changed things around. I started again, a little bit of persistence was needed in there, which sometimes leaders give up and then leaders sometimes actually move forward. And when you're determined and persistent and you know, something is this download, you know, that yeah, okay, I did this. So I broke seven figures um, several years ago, and it's been just a a fun ride. Lots of ups and downs, lots of learning experience, and having your own company. But um, that's a little bit about the company. And uh, I'm a wife, a, a stepmom, a cat mom, a dog mom. I like to race cars, and I drive a boat. <laughs> so, boat captain. You sound like a lot of fun, Anne. I, like I want to go <laughs> hang out with you. That's awesome. And yeah. I love, I love how you like you're defining yourself like as a whole person because I find that a lot of women, even some of the women that come on the show, like are just like I am this. I'm a, a CEO or I'm this and that. So thank you for like giving a holistic picture of who you are. That's really awesome. And yeah. And you going back to your conversation about how you came up with the, um, you know, the company and writing the 23 pages, like I find that so inspirational. And a lot of people just say, just start, just get started, just put things on paper. Well, you are living proof of that. You just got started and, you know, you went through some hard times. I mean, 2008 was a really hard year for everybody. Oh, yeah. Big time, big time. It was the bubble burst, the first bubble, the the crash, you know, the real estate crash happened and I live in Florida and, you know, we had been living beautifully in Florida and this was like a tragic comedy of errors, if you will, that happened that year. All of my very small clients, small biotech and pharma clients were bought by other companies. And I was there trying to uh, salvage contracts, keep my staff on. I mean, I was hiring pharmacists from out of state. I had relocated people to Florida from New York. Uh, 
you know what kind of salaries that what I'm talking about. So I'm dealing with very large, large scale numbers and I'm losing ground with my contracts and nothing. We were, you know, there's that old saying about sales that you can throw some spaghetti against the wall. Eventually some of it's going to stick during that year. Nothing stuck. We actually had to relocate across the country for my husband's job. He lost his job at the same time while my business was going down we had a major crash. So yeah, there were some very, very down dark times when uh, losing everything really is a thing. And people experienced a lot of that last year as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the difference was that what happened in 2008 led to what happened in 2009 in my life. And in 2009, I had that second visionary download, if you would. And that visionary download was during my kind of high flying years of having this six figure company, multi six figure company and doing really well. I was doing a ton of personal development. I was going to all the Tony Robbins events. I mean, I followed him around the world. We spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars doing all these different events and getting all these certifications. I used to joke that I'm so certified, I'm certifiable. So I'm like, now I'm executive coach and life coach and this coach and that coach and business coach. And, um, but you pick something up each time. And one of those things that was back there was, you know, what's, what, what's your life balance look like? Well, when you move across the country, everything is ripped out from under you. The rug has been ripped out. So people have been talking about life balance and mental health and wellness and all that stuff of the entrepreneur, because if you're not okay, how are you going to lead a company? Right. right. So in that second download, it was really like I was user zero, client zero for this thing that happened. Um, I plotted along. We moved to Pennsylvania. I was I, I started my company again. It was kind of like taking the proverbial paddles against its chest and you know pressing the pre- pressing the electric uh, to zing it back to life. And and it came back to life. But I had to get happy. I had to get me happy inside, decide that I was going to make my own sunshine, decide I knew that I had this vision, I'm going to pursue it and just plot along. And then the second download happened. So I literally got, I I knew what life balance wheels were, but there was always a fundamental flaw. There was always the, okay, you can lead from your strengths. If you're giving yourself an area, you know, giving yourself a rank of one to 10 on a life balance wheel, if you know what that is. So you can either lead from your strengths and pull every area up of your wheel with one of the areas of your life that's strong. So for me at that time, I looked at spirituality and I said, well, that didn't change. You know, that was the one thing that really didn't change. My, my social life changed. I was away from my friends, my, my money situation changed, but that was kind of something that stayed the same. So the core leadership initiative is really about the new form of life balance that I've been teaching since 2009, which puts really your spirituality or God or spirit in the center. We are mind, body, spirit individuals. And so even as corporate executives where you're not allowed to talk about this stuff, Mm -hmm. but this is the stuff that at home at night, when you're waking up at 3 a.m., that's going around in your head. So when I now like reach out to high performing people in my world, PharmDs, PhDs, MDs, I I service all some of the um, highest performing people in the world, GlaxoSmithKline, Pfizer. These are all my, you know, companies and clients, Merck. So you've heard of these companies and um, in some of the boards that I've been on, top, top leaders and executives at Wells Fargo, et cetera. And they come to me and go, you know, Anne, I'm so tired on Monday. And really going back down to your own core and what's important to you at a core level, core in my world with the Corpreneur podcast and everything that I do now is an acronym. And it stands for being centered, open, resilient, 
and energized. So we've been teaching this for so long. And then last year during the pandemic, resiliency was having a moment. So this now new initiative that I'm doing to work on with leaders is, is just kind of taking off. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's what really gravitated me towards you as this core initiative. And I'd love, thank you for sharing your second download, because that sounds like the real birth of core yes. <laughs> where this came from. And I love how you shared too, how you've got to have this equal balance. It's interesting whenever I have women on the show, which is weekly mm-hmm. and, um, it, they always come into my life at a certain time. And I'm with this mm. group of, it's so fascinating, right? And I'm with this group of women right now and we're sharing and we're talking about how balanced we are in certain aspects of our lives. And it's so fascinating to see who's like doing really well in social, but not so maybe so great in some relationships, but so great spiritually, but like yes. not loving work, right? So I'm so connecting with what you're saying. And I hope my listeners are too, because looking at that and identifying that, but learning, I think to not feel terrible about it. Just being aware. Okay. I'm really spiritually like aligned right now. Not so aligned with my work right now, but that's okay. Like let's pay attention to that. Or maybe like my relationship with my spouse isn't so great right now or my partner. And I need to maybe give that some love, or maybe that's really great right now. Or like my family. So looking at those things, like that's huge. So I'm really connecting with what you're saying. I I really get that. So tell us a little bit more about core because I'm, I'm into this. So Give us an insight about like what you teach or the program. Mm -hmm. I'd love to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. So if you go to corepreneur.com, you'll see basically uh, a university that I've created over the past, uh, well, since 2009. So we're going on 12 years. um, I've been teaching various aspects. So I have a 16 week coach training program, which is Corpreneur Academy. That's the first academy within Corpreneur University. So when you get done that, you have now filled in the gaps in your life. So you become the coach that you could also now start a coaching practice. You could also help other people if you're in an organization. And that's the beauty of Corpreneur. You can be a corporate executive that it has to be entrepreneurial in your job, but you're so exhausted, you know, and that's the negative core four in my, in my other acronym, it's chaos, overwhelm, resistance, and exhaustion. Your message is not being able to get across or you're, you're not able to clarify. So we, we take care of all that in that coach training program. And then because I built a business, I have to just teach everything that I know. And I'm in my fifties. So I want to give back and I want to teach people, you know what, you don't have to fear going into a major corporation like I have and executing like a three, four, five hundred thousand dollar contract and knowing how to staff that appropriately and knowing how to hire and fire and knowing how like to really build in the correct metrics and your KPIs and do that for your clients. So the second academy is the Corpreneur Consultant Academy. And I actually literally peel back the window and the layer and just say, look, this is how I've done it. I give people, um, here's carte blanche. Look at some of the contracts I've done. Here's the tactics I've done. Here's the way I've uh, reached those people. And it's not in the way you think. I mean, I did not do anything with social media with my business while I was building it to over a million dollars. And that's amazing because that just when you say, oh, I'm a seven-figure business owner, that means I'm in the top two to 3% of all women entrepreneurs out there. Mm-hmm. And the kind of women that I hang out with are making 40, 50, 60 million dollars. And it's like their, their foundation for their business is very similar to what I have. So when you have something and it's scalable, you can create that. So I help people do that in that second course. And then there's the values 
and then the time mastery. So that's part of it as well. And then there's other sub courses. Um, as, uh, as the course grows in 2022, we're going to be launching our very first year long cohort. And that way, if you go through that whole year long cohort, you're getting discounts along the way. So you don't have to buy each of the courses individually. I'm going to be teaching everything fresh and new because of a new branding that we're doing. So uh, next year is going to be like kind of go time, but I have some free master classes that I'll be doing this year. And anybody who joins this year actually gets six months extra free. So that's kind of fun too. So we're, uh, we'll have some of those master classes coming up because really ultimately this is the, you know, you had asked me before we started talking, the core leadership initiative is the business to business ver version. So going into corporations and then taking this to high level executive clients to use with their teams so that their teams are balanced. And then at the same time, there's a lot of individuals that say, no, I want to, I want to drop the P from corporate, the pain of corporations. And I want to add the E, the energy. I want to, I want to make the break from corporate to freedom. I just don't know how. And so I'm not here to teach you every last tactic of, of how to start a business. You might want to do it in a very different way. I do, you know, you might want to, I, I know there's tons of teachers out there. I've been through all the courses. I know all the mm -hmm. gigs. Um, really bringing this to the mindset and forefront when people get in the program, then they can ask me anything. And so I've launched, uh, you know, I could say I've launched over a thousand successful businesses. <laughs> I think the proof is sort of in the pudding. Yeah, no, that's exciting. That's really amazing. And I relate a lot to entrepreneurs, but I relate a lot to entrepreneurs, which I think you're talking about a lot with exactly. these, these corporate people, right? Because I was in corporate America for over 10 years and in, in leadership positions and I had small teams and I had teams of over a hundred and you know, you feel burnout and you lose yourself. And I mean, I was, and you would laugh at me, but maybe not. Cause it sounds like I would be someone you would have helped then. And maybe now I don't know, but yeah. I was sleeping with like, you know, my iPhone and my Blackberry and my laptop. And I mean, it was bad. Like it was really bad. And so if I was to do my chart, you know, I was like, fulfilled in some ways with my career, but maybe not like if, if you really break it down. So, you know, my personal life was horrible. You know, it was just like, I was not really balanced. The core was not, not happening yeah. for me. So, you know, I really needed something like that. And that's why this podcast is so important and getting so many different women's opinions and ideas and having this for women out there that are in leadership, because I want leadership to be different for women in corporate America, or if they want to break free, like I did, because I don't think there's anything wrong about being in corporate America. I think you get so much, right. you got experience. I got experience. Yep. I think it's a really beautiful thing, but I think what you're doing is amazing because you're giving people tools to be successful in that environment. Yes. Yes. And I so relate to what you were just saying. I was there with the laptop and the Blackberry. I was there when the phones used to look this big. I mean, you, you can see me on video, your listeners can't, but mm -hmm. the phones used to be those big bag phones. You'd stick in your car and you had it with you everywhere. Um, I'd, I'd bring it with a backpack. I remember waking up in Brazil and not knowing where I was because I had large global teams like, like you had. I've had global teams of 80, 30, and uh, 150, 135. And I remember like just being a, an air warrior, not just a road warrior, like some people are in sales these days, but like I was on planes, super, super duper platinum plus, you know, uh, all that on American Airlines and everything. And I remember waking up in Brazil thinking I was in London. I didn't know what country I was in. 
And the same thing happened to me. And this is so funny because I started traveling at 22, 23 consistently every single week. And I was so lucky. My first like corporate boss, unfortunately, I didn't get to work for her for very long, but I'm still connected with her. She mm, was, inc- that's nice. she, yeah, she's incredible. And she told me, cause she, she did what I did, right. I was like her protege and she's like, just you wait, you're traveling so much. You're going to wake up one day and you're not going to know where the heck you are. I was like, she is so crazy. Like that's never going to happen. Not even a year into the job. I like shot up. I didn't know what time it was. I didn't know what day it was. And I told my listeners this story before too, on my Monday motivation, but I had no idea where I was. I didn't know what time it was. I, I, it was my point of reference was completely off. I remember just finally opening like the curtains and looking outside and I saw some mountains. I was like, okay, I think I'm out West. And then I turned on the TV and you know, how it says it in, in the hotel. Usually I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm in Denver. <laughs> I was like, I was, and yeah, I was, wow. and I believed her after that. I was like, okay, okay. I know I'm traveling a lot. Yep. Yeah. I got it. Yep. It was wild. That is something that is all too common, a, a, a story. And there are so many other stories of women thinking I'm the number one people pleaser. I'm the workaholic. I'm the center of, you know, the company. And, and like you, when you're in those type of positions with the kind of teams that we've both had, you are upholding the people above you in the C-suite. You have a team under you that, especially as a woman leader, you are nurturing. So you are being literally crushed in the middle. And you don't see that till afterwards because you're mama bear to everybody or mama hen, and you're not trying to get any of your team in trouble because you don't want any of your headcount to, you know, be, be fired or anything mm-hmm. like that. And you're trying to help everybody out and you're, you're really nice and you're doing so much work. It's absolutely inevitable. And it's been in recent years that with some of my clients, cause uh, biotech clients hire me. And my company, RXER Communications, to really like revamp their revamp or build their capability. So I build out entire departments, really, from from soup to nuts, right? The, the KPIs, the metrics, the the SOPs, the job descriptions, like the the what is going to make them the frameworks. We build out everything. So when they hire me, I get into like I know what I'm doing, and sometimes I I and I know what the industry is about. I've been swept into this little. Um, wave of companies recently, especially the smaller startups, less than 500 employees that are moving at the speed of light, that their employees are burning out and turning around within months, mm-hmm. not years. So it's like, oh my gosh, we, we almost can't wait to finish a contract. And so it's just been this natural progression. I'm like, this has got to be the new work, right? This download just wasn't for me. I've got to share this. And so last year we wrote, you know, I wrote the book Affluent Minds and just, I, I wanted to get some of our, um, uh, the stuff that we're doing on my team copyrighted just to get mm-hmm. it out. But mm-hmm. people are like, wow, that's amazing because, you know, I can show you, uh, but our listeners won't see it. Like there's frameworks for, you know, how to run your life, how to run your business and what do those different areas of your life and business look like and are the core, like, let's just say the pharmaceutical industry, the core is supposed to be our patient. The patient is the center of all we do. That's what we say almost throughout healthcare in the different divisions and sectors. And if the patient's the center of all we do, then how come every quarter the shareholder actually gets to be the center of all we do? And that's driving down uh, productivity. It's driving people to work more. It's driving people's uh, bonuses away. 
and they're feeling it and they're feeling like, you know, it's the almighty dollar that's actually driving your decisions, not the patient. And of course, as a corporation beholden to the stock market, we have to see, yes, that that is their obligation, but there has to be even a balance to that. And there, I don't know if I have the answer to, or the solution to that. That's kind of a bigger, a bigger mountain to uh, chip away at, but I can say you can make your own personal choices as a leader and to lead, you have to lead from your integrity, from your core, from your values. And they have to be very intertwined with what you do. And if they're not, you're not in the right place. You stole the words right out of my head because I was going to say, (laughs) this is all about value because, and I I talk about this often on the podcast too, because you know, you're not aligning with your values. I mean, here, you know, you start at the core, kind of no pun intended here, but going back to the (laughs) core, you know, you're using this example from your experience and what your expertise is and what you guys do it's all about, you know, the patient and going back to that and the focus there, but then the focus gets away. And so we go in with the value, but then we're getting away from it. So as a leader, and I always say as a great leader, you got to know your mission and you got to know what your values are and you got to stick to that, whatever it is that you're doing. And when you get away from that, that's when it becomes troublesome. So I love that you closed out with values because I think that's just, I think it's the key to everything. And if you're not aware Uh, like new leaders, whenever they were stepping into a position or underneath me, and they were like, I want to get into leadership. I want to, you know, I want this. I want that. That's one piece of advice I always give. And I'm sure you're right there with me. I'm like, make sure you know your values before you get out there and try to lead and make sure you know what your, if you're going to, you know, have your own company, you know, what your mission is and what you're out there to do, because if you don't know, you're not going to be able to lead anybody else. Yeah. If you lose those values, you will lose your vision and that's when things crumble. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to shift gears a little bit. You've talked about this already. Um, We were talking about this before we started recording. Um, So something that you talk about is breaking bad ceilings. So, and women leaders are rising. And so I often say on this show that I believe women are the leaders of the future. And then, you know, my guests will be like, so why do you think that? And I'm like, you're on my show. <laughs> so, but, um, and so we laugh about it, but I would love to hear more about that. I'm sure my listeners would too, but that's my opinion. I do think we're the leaders of the future. And I don't think that because men don't have a place at the table. I think we're just stepping into our leadership. I couldn't agree more. And in the women's circles of very high entrepreneur groups that I'm in, I mean, you know, like where all the women are making over a million dollars, it is heart-based, it is vision-based, it is value-based, it is full of integrity, it is women coming to save and heal the world, not to just make a dollar. And not that men have typically done that, but men will get an idea. It's very different. Like I'm going to create a light bulb. Think about Thomas Edison, right? And then he tried and tried and tried and he created it. It's a thing. It was an idea. It was an invention. Women are problem solvers and women are nurturers. So it's a very different way that the world is going to look. So I feel that your prediction is a hundred percent right. And that's what I see as well. And I can tell you, man, it's just the vision. I see women leaders rising in every aspect of the world, in education, in media, in business, uh, in ministry, in places that they have been very typically male. I'm a pharmacist. Women are now more than 50% of the profession of pharmacy. My husband's a physician, but women are now more than 50% of physicians 
and certain types of surgeons that have been male dominated, like cardiologists and osteopaths are now women. So we've already begun to make that tipping point happen. And it's strange that the world hasn't started to catch up. So like, for example, I look through a pharmacy periodical or a magazine. And what do you see? You see the cranky old looking guy pharmacist with the mustache standing behind, you know, the, the apothecary kind of, and I'm like, this is not what's <laughs> even going on right now, let alone, is that even conducive of what the pharmacy profession right now is. The pharmacy profession, for example, is exploding with people going into, I want to be a health coach or I want to be an entrepreneur or, you know, I, if Anne can do it, I can do it. And, and we're seeing each other and playing off of each other and helping each other. So Maya, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. Would love to get you on my show. And this is women helping women where before it was like this com competition. If you do not if you just take the word competition out of what you're doing and you understand principles at your core, such as, as I give, I receive, okay? As I help someone else, I will be helped. It is, there is no such thing as competition. Mm -hmm. As you help, you will continue to grow. So I know that I've given so much in my time, in my effort to others, and none of it's wasted. Sometimes it feels it does, especially when you're a, a bleeding heart, the type that loves to give and give and give and give over and above but none of it's wasted. So those bad ceilings, that's the kind of bad ceiling I'm talking about. Bad mindsets and the mindsets where I actually compete with myself. The kind of bad mindset of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this or I can't, right? If you say you can't, you won't. But you know, over there on my wall, it says she believed she could, so she did. So as long as you dig your heels in and you say, you know, you, you, you flip the script that's going on in your head and you say, I can, and you back that up with some values and you back that up with some really good scriptures, which is some of the things that we do in our exercises. It's easier to walk you through an hour exercise, but you know, you're getting, you're getting the molecules of exactly what you need to do here in the middle of the night, you know, you, you wake up your head spinning for all this stuff. Cause you're trying to build your business. And you have to just go back into a place of peace, wherever that is for you, because prayer can be talking and meditation can be receiving, but a place of peace is I am this, or, you know, validating where you are. I am a success. I have created this, you know, what's your evidence of what you've done in the past and of course I can do it again. So I'm going to go back to sleep now and not worry about it. Right. So those are some tips. I love that. It's so wild too. Cause I just did that exercise last week with the ladies. I was just telling you about, this is so wild. You were so meant to come on this week. It's <laughs> so wild. And I have a shirt that says that exact quote that you just read too. No, I, I woke up this morning at six. It was a 6am morning where I woke up like on my own thinking about all the things in my business. And yeah, I have to tell myself sometimes because, you know, I, I have a million ideas and a million projects and I go all over the place and I'm like, okay. I can. And I say things that are true, you know, yes. that I've done. So I understand what you're talking about. It's the affirming what I've done when, yes. when the mountain is there and it feels impossible to climb. Mm -hmm. It's okay to look back and say, but you climbed these other mountains. You can do that. That's when looking back, I think is okay. And reflecting. Yes. I think it is good. Um, I love, I love that you shared that because I think that's a, a big challenge for women. And I love that you shared something that I talk about all the time too, is the competition thing. I am so sick of the competition crap. I, oh. 
it's one of the reasons I came out with women for women Wednesday, because I have just, I love supporting women. I love it. I love it. I love having you guys on here. I love hearing your stories. It's, it's inspirational for me. I get so many messages from other women, but when I started to connect with more women, this happened more in my late twenties, mid to late twenties, because I was around a lot of men in my early twenties. And that taught me a whole lot. But then as I changed and I saw the competition and everything, it was a lot of negativity. And so when I was able to collaborate with women in a different way in my late twenties and now in my thirties, something beautiful really happens. And yes, sometimes you do things and you're like, okay, maybe why am I doing this? I'm giving a lot of free time. I'm giving a lot of my, you know, my heart and my love and my, cause we do that as women, we're givers to your yep. point, but you're absolutely right with your mantras. What you give does come back. It might not be the way you think, and it's really not the way to think about it, but it's something for you to know and to live mm-hmm. in. And so I really love that you shared that. And why, why would you compete with anyone else? Like, this is your story. This is your mission. These are your values. It will never be the same as any other person. So it's good to support others and it works. I agree. It's just perfect. I'm so glad that you think that way too. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's so important. And I think the more we do it and I'm seeing more and more of it to your point too. Um, but I think we can always get better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell Works us in progress. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So tell us about the book. Tell us okay. where we can find you. Tell us guys, this has been amazing. And I'm sure there's going to be people that want to take your course and want to find you on your website, buy your book. This is amazing. So dive in, tell us. Okay. Thank you. The book mm-hmm. is called Affluent Minds, Core Expressions for a Rich and Wonderful Life. You can find it on Amazon or anywhere that books are sold. So that's great. And um, uh, just go and sign up anywhere on my website. If you There's a download corporate to freedom checklist on anrvzu.com. Um, there are now my, my websites are a little wonky right now, but they'll be fixed probably within the month. So corpreneur.com is where to find out about the university. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in any of those, we have some free classes coming up and they are literally just me being able to teach at any level, including free. My podcast is the Corpreneur Podcast. So uh, come check it out. And uh, I would love, uh, yeah, your listeners are going to hear you on it one of these days. So <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I would love to be on. That would be amazing. So yeah, so you'll have some free um, masterclasses they can come check out too. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, is there any social handles that they can follow? Too oh yeah, I'm all that? over social. So just okay. Ann Vizu, find me. Uh, yeah, I, more LinkedIn, I would say, because I have a very big professional contingency Twitter. I like I'm just starting to dabble in Instagram. So we'll see. Uh, you can invite me to clubhouse. I like to talk. Okay. Um, yeah. And what else? Facebook, of course, but yeah, that's probably the least of my deals these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not as, I know Facebook feels a little foreign to me now. I don't know why. So, okay. So I want to close it out with one last thing. And what is one piece of advice that you would give to young women in leadership or women that are stepping into leadership roles? I know there's so many things you could tell them, but what is one and piece of advice you would give? Hmm. You're in someone's life for a reason. Your life matters. You have a purpose. So you might not know what that is, but you have light for the step that you're on right now. And if you just start stepping and just start thinking about what you want to do, like if you have an idea for something, don't dismiss it. That idea really could be a multi-million dollar maker. And I'll give you a quick example of that. A friend of mine had an idea that she shared and uh, she said, I really think I want to start this kind of a cereal bar thing. And she just, she sat on it. It was an idea. It came down. 
She sat on it. She did nothing with it. She wanted to put it in a college town. She told me all about it. About a year later, I'm walking in uh, a high-end mall in Scottsdale and I had to do a double take because there it was, a cereal bar and it wasn't hers. See, that idea had to come to fruition and it came to someone else. So if you have that idea that you can't shake, that might be your download. Go for it. And that was beautiful. Oh my God. I love it. You, you are awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Maya. Thank you for having me. This was great. Awesome. We'll see you back here next week on my opinion. Thank you so much for listening to the, my opinion podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the, my opinion podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the, my opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.